listening to All the Backlist, a weekly show about books that are not new. I'm your host, Tears of Price, and this is episode 256.5. And this week, I'm going to be diving into the stacks to talk about two fun novels that play with history. But first, let's hear from our sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by Bloom Books. Charming, easygoing, and rich, Xavier Castillo has the world at his fingertips. He also has no interest in taking over his family's empire, but that hasn't stopped women from throwing themselves at him. Unless, of course, the woman in question is his publicist. The cool, the intelligent, the ambitious Sloan Kensington, who is a high-powered publicist who's used to dealing with difficult clients, but none infuriate or tempt her more than a certain billionaire heir with his stupid dimples and laid back attitude. She may be forced to work with him, but she'll never fall for him because he's a client and that's all he'll ever be. Right? Right, girl. Like we all know. So just in case you didn't know, author Anna Wong is the best-selling author and book talk viral author of the Twisted Love series, the King of Sin series, Miss Wong, got it going on, okay? Make sure to check out King of Sloth by Anna Wong. And thanks again to Bloom Books for sponsoring this episode. This episode is sponsored by The One That Got Away With Murder by Trish Lundy. Robbie and Trevor Cressmont have enough wealth to ensure they'll never be found guilty of any wrongdoing, even if everyone believes they're behind the deaths of their ex-girlfriends. And let us all take a collective angry sigh at that. Lauren O'Brien, the new girl at school, has a dark past of her own, and she's desperate for a fresh start. Except when she starts a relationship with Robbie, her chance is put in jeopardy. During what's meant to be their last weekend together, Lauren stumbles across evidence that might just implicate Robbie. And after a third death rocks the town, she must decide whether to end things with Robbie or risk becoming another cautionary tale. This is an edge-of-your-seat YA thriller that's perfect for fans of Karen McManus and Holly Jackson. Make sure you pick that up now wherever books are sold. And thank you once again to The One That Got Away With Murder by Trish Lundy for sponsoring today's show. All right. I don't know about you all, but it's certainly been a month. And I found myself reaching for books that I know will definitely make me laugh or make me happy in some small way. So even if I'm not reading humor books, I definitely want something that's just like so far removed from my reality that I can really escape into it. And I'm all about comfort genres right now. So one of my favorite subgenres of literature is historical fiction with a twist. So books that are set in our historical real world, but they might include fantasy elements, or maybe they're a little bit anachronistic in some way. So I have two excellent recommendations in this realm, and I also feel like they complement each other really well. So if you need some marathon comfort reading, these might just do the trick. My first pick is A Spy in the House, which is the first novel in the Agency series by Y.S. Lee. So really, this entire series is just an utter delight, uh, but I'll just tell you about the first book. So the first book, um, and actually this entire series, follows Mary, who is an orphan, and she is caught stealing as a child in Victorian London. And that's really bad, and she's sentenced to the gallows. But she's rescued by a really kind woman who enrolls her into a school. And it's not like a Lowood-type institution, but a respectable school where Mary gets a good education, and she grows up to become a teacher. 
It's then that the headmistresses reveal the truth, that the school is a cover for a super-secret spy agency, all run and staffed by women. They invite Mary to join them, and of course she says yes, because who would say no to this? The bulk of the first book is about Mary's first mission, where she must infiltrate the house of a wealthy merchant and look for clues as to why his cargo ships keep going missing. So she poses as a companion to his teenage daughter, which is a kind of precarious position as Mary is not quite a servant, but neither is she family or friend uh, because she is being paid to be there. And it's also complicated by the fact that the daughter of the house is madly in love with a young man her parents don't think is suitable. So Mary really has to balance her companionship duties with her investigation, which takes an interesting turn when she finds the facts of the case circling closer and closer to a secret that Mary has kept for over a decade. And it's this personal secret that no one knows, not even her handlers. And she's afraid that if it gets out, it could jeopardize everything that she has, the entire life that she has built for herself. So the really fun thing about this book is the author does not reveal what that secret is up front. You are kind of in the dark as the reader. And it's Something that, you know, many readers might be able to guess, but some might not. And it was really fun. I just, I really like this book because I feel like the only unrealistic thing about it is the spy agency, if that makes any sense. Um, I mean, I would love to believe that there is a super sophisticated spy network completely run by women that existed in Victorian England. But overall, this book feels very deeply rooted in history and setting, which is no surprise as Lee has a PhD in Victorian era London history and everyday life. So I just learned so much about the time period. And one thing I really appreciated about this story is that Lee doesn't whitewash all of her characters, as tends to happen in many books um, set in Victorian England. Lee proves that people of color were living and working in Victorian London, and yes, they probably weren't always very well treated, but they did exist. And so if you end up picking this book, you'll find that you also probably want the sequels as well, because they're very readable. Each book is a standalone mystery, but they build upon each other, and there's this rather sweet flirtation with a young city planner throughout the series, too, that you'll definitely just want to pick up the next book to see where that goes. So this series is complete. It's completely available in paperback. And again, that first book is A Spy in the House, um, book one of the Agency series by Y.S. Lee. So my next pick also has some similar elements, but with a fantasy twist. It is Newt's Emerald by Garth Nix. And some readers might recognize Garth Nix as the author of the Abhorsen series, which is a really excellent fantasy series that I want to say came out in like the 90s or early 2000s. And then it was revived with um, another sequel rather recently. But a lot of people might not know that Newt's Emerald is a standalone historical fantasy mystery, and it's really, really great fun. So it's set in Regency-era England, mainly in London, and it's about Lady Truthful, nicknamed Newt, who is just turning 18 and about to make her debut into society. And she's really excited about this, as probably most young ladies were in this time period. But she's also excited because on her 18th birthday, she's set to inherit the famous Newington Emerald, which is this very big deal in this time period and setting because magic exists and the Newington Emerald is a conduit for magic and it is very, very, very powerful. 
and it used to belong to Newt's mother. Unfortunately, Newt didn't really inherit much magic, but because her mother was a fairly famous sorceress and this emerald's a big deal, she's excited to see it and to have it for herself. But just as Newt's about to receive this emerald at a dinner party that her father throws, um, this weird, horrific storm blows through, and through some sleight of hand, it disappears, and her father is taken ill immediately. So it's very, very bad luck that this emerald disappears, because it's very powerful, and there's a lot of family lore associated with it. So the only thing to do is to get it back. But because her father's sick, Newt must go to London herself and figure out where it's gone. So she stays with a great aunt who agrees to help her. And they decide that it's no good to hire a man to search for it themselves. They are going to find it. But also in order to preserve Lady Newt's you know, place in society, she has to disguise herself as a boy. And so they come up with a whole persona for her, this French cousin who wants to become a priest and has come to town to search for this emerald. It's a really fun twist and one that, you know, sort of works, but not quite. And it's definitely put in peril when Newt runs into a young man with some naval connections who's supposed to be helping, but also seems to be hindering her search. And he's got some secrets of his own. And then, of course, it all goes horribly awry with a kidnapping, and they uncover this plot that is being engineered by this evil sorceress. So it's definitely more on the fantastical romance side, but it's really great fun if you enjoy books about girls masquerading as boys, um, if you like adventure, magical London, the Regency era, and of course, romance. So it's a standalone fantasy too, which is nice because if you have serious fatigue and you just want something fun and enjoyable that doesn't require a big reading commitment, this is the book for you. It's so enjoyable that I've actually read it twice, and now that I'm talking about it, I would not mind a reread. So that is Newt's Emerald by Garth Nix. And that is it for me, book nerds. I hope you're all staying safe and healthy during these weird and turbulent times and that you're well-stocked with books. Thank you so much to our sponsor, Book Riot Insiders. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please show us some love by leaving us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts because it helps other book nerds find us. If you want to connect with me or see pictures of my books and Very Sassy Cat, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Tears of Price. That's T-I-R-Z-A-H-P-R-I-C-E. And I will be back next month on a regular episode of All the Books with Liberty and with another Backlist Books recommendation episode. So thank you so much for listening and have a great weekend. Bye.